morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Tony Pollock. And I'm your host here on Wednesday mornings from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. I'll tell you, last week I got a lot of a uh, positive feedback regarding the uh, the scaffolding around New York City. And let me tell you, with yesterday's uh, weather... I feel like I got a few more believers that are probably walking around New York City thinking they were safe under the scaffolding. No, no, no. It's where you are most harmed. If you are, have no idea what I'm referring to, you can check out the archives from last week's show. Just went, I don't know, on a, f- a few minutes or so on uh, scaffolding in New York City because uh, it could be a disaster at many times. And this week, I think I got something interesting for you also. Something that... Uh, I noticed it officially, uh, what's the term I want to use? Grinded my gears, right? You know what grinds my gears? This is something that really, uh, I want to say a week or two ago, I was in some sort of building. Also, I think here in New York City, I don't remember if it was a hotel or just a, a standard building. Maybe a friend's you know, apartment building, whatever it was. And anything that has over, I don't know, 14, 15 floors, you'll sort of understand this. You have buildings in New York City, you have buildings all around the world, I assume, that that are under the exact same practice, where they don't have the floor 13, right? Now, I grew up, and I guess some some of this has to do with the fact that Friday the 13th, um, this past Friday, was Friday the 13th, and, you know, many considered it an unlucky day for whatever reason, Um, and there are many, many buildings hospitals, hotels, office buildings, apartment buildings that operate under the same practice where they don't have a 13th floor. Now, I think growing up as a kid, I used to, you know, you'd go to a, how often are you at a random hotel or, you know, one of these buildings, you're not a working man, so, or a working woman, whatever it is, so you're not necessarily going into these buildings every day, and if you live in a house, you're not in an apartment building, or if you are in some apartment buildings, they're not usually of uh, that many floors. So as a kid, I grew up, I was like, okay, maybe it's just some sort of shtick that some people have. Um, okay, they so, so some of these buildings don't have a 13, but I, I always thought, like, okay, it's, it's pretty much a joke. Like, just some of them are, okay, unlucky 13, but, you know, most buildings have a 13. And I feel like over the last few, you know, especially over the last few weeks, but even more so, like, a lot more buildings than I expected un- operate under this exact same practice where there's no floor 13, and I think it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, I, I, I guess I never knew growing up or even now how, how big of a superstition the floor 13 is, the number 13 is, how unlucky the number 13 is, but what a joke. I don't know. I have a pretty strong stance for something so uh, probably unnecessary, but I think it's it's such a joke that there's no 13. It just frustrates me because I'm looking for floor, you know, 12, then 14. Like, come on. Really? You got to be kidding me. Like, really? Building? Hotel? Apartment building? You can't have a floor 13. What's going to happen, you know? I'm sure there are other unlucky numbers out there that people have that are more well-known. And really, you can't have a uh, a floor 13. I, it, it bothers me, for, and there's no reason it should bother me, but it bothers me because I think it's dumb. I think it's stupid. All right. What can I tell you? Like, like if that, listen, if that's the biggest thing that bothers me through the course of today, then I think we're doing good things here. But I'm curious if that uh, bothers you as well. Now, does it bother me as much as yesterday's weather, the freezing rain, which is the worst combination of, of weather possible? Probably not. 
but how disgusting was yesterday too. Tie it all together, right? We got the 13. I got the bad weather. We're talking about scaffolding. Woo! There's a lot of things that just uh, bothers me. Tomorrow we got a high at 27 degrees. I guess that's the first uh, official, official, and we had a little snowfall, but that's like the first official, ooh, it's chilly day. And I found that this week, is it's more of a bitter cold than it used to be. You could have the exact same weather, let's say like 36 degrees and sunny. One day could be like, okay, it's not a bad 36, and the next day could be like, woo, that is sharp, that is bitter, that is ice cold. You understand what I'm saying. So we got some uh, bitter weather coming up, it looks like, in the teens, so that's fun. Coming up this week. All right. What is on this show? Who is on this show? Joanna Shepson joins the program at 10 a.m. She'll be discussing, uh, she'll be talking to DJ Raffi Nathan. That's at 10 a.m. Otherwise, uh, more music coming up. Great music selections. Was thinking about doing Hanukkah. Not going to do Hanukkah this week, though. So just the usual great new hop, hot, upbeat. That was my combination of hot and upbeat. Hop, hot and upbeat selections. And we start things off with one song and one song only. Yeah, we're going to get the uh, the mood shifted here. Happier and better things. Mahapecha, Shel Simcha, on this Wednesday on Bite Size, right here at the Nachum Siegel Network.
Boy, remine, 
אתה, יש לי סיב כל הזמן, לא לבכות הכל לטובה. אסור לך להתייאש, רק תמשיך לבקש, תשמור, תשמור את התקווה.
Feel the magic in the air.
Top of hour number two, and it's time for Joanna Shepson's interview with DJ Rafi Nathan right here right now on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. So today I have a really exciting interview. I'm going to be interviewing DJ Rafi. Hi, Hi Joanna. Hi, Joanna. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. So you're otherwise known as Rafi Nathan in real life, but mm-hmm. I think everywhere you go, you're known as DJ Rafi. Yeah, probably. Pretty much. Pretty much. So I'm still on a super high. This past weekend, we had my son Marco's Bar Mitzvah, and DJ Rafi was the performer on the Saturday night at the Saturday night event, and he just rocked the I mean, it was incredible. It was People so had, much fun. I had, like, the best time of my life. To be honest, I've never been to such a crazy bar mitzvah. Nothing to do with me. The production was insane. Seriously. Joanna, amazing. So one of the things I love about what DJ Rafi does is that it, we had a crowd of at least 60 or 70 kids, uh, most of whom were Marco's friends from school, from Ezra, and they were all on the dance floor. So let's let's talk a little bit. Let's give the listeners a little background about you, where you're from, um, and what you do, and then we can talk about your DJ DJing. Sure, yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, so originally, I was born in South Africa. I don't sound South African, but I do have a South African accent. It just changes accordingly to who I'm speaking to. So I apologize um, upfront about that. Um, I made Aliyah when I was eight years old with my family to Ranana. Lived there for twenty years. Moved to Jerusalem with my wife. And now I have uh, twins, a boy and a girl, so they keep me very busy. Um, and since then, I've been uh, DJing, beatboxing, breakdancing since I was 16 years old. I was looking for some sort of outlet. Um, I wasn't into sports at all. All my friends were into football, soccer, basketball, and I didn't like that at all. And I found my passion through dance and music. So it's interesting because when you move to Israel, I see when I moved with my kids, um, soccer or Israeli football is really mm-hmm. what gets people to socialize. Correct. So you found another way to... Well, well I, I guess I realized that no one in the class was like kind of talking to me at, during recess or break, whatever you call it, and um, because they were all playing soccer, and I wasn't. Um, but I found my passion through drumming. And I, when I was 10 years old, I went to this class, and I, I realized that I'm... I'm, I'm, I guess I'm meant to be a musician or something or a performer, and I love that so much, and that was my way to connect to friends and, you know, have a social life through music. And originally, you were part of a group called Keep Alive. I think you were actually in the Nachum Siegel studio at one Correct, point. I was. Hi, Nachum. <laughs> I, I was a great, I had actually a great experience there. We, uh, we were there with Keep Alive and we had an interview and we were singing and beatboxing. It was a lot of fun. So that's how I originally met you, because Keep Alive came to Aria. Correct. Aria yeah, we know, we know each other for a while already. <laughs> but what I love the most about what you do, and I want you to share it, is you're not just a DJ. You're a DJ with a social mission. So express a little bit about what that mission is and how you make it happen. Correct. So uh, it all started when I when I did my first um, bat mitzvah. I was a DJ at uh, in Ranana for a crowd, and um, I was playing music, but the crowd wasn't like so into it, and they weren't dancing as much as I would expect. And um, I was like, well, I guess I better go down there and get them dancing, and then that's what I did. And I just went down there, danced with everyone, and then went back up. And then I just did it again and again and again. And then it became my thing. So now people are expecting it. They're like, when is he coming down to dance with us? Because we need that. We want someone to interact. And we realize that our approach, our job as DJs is not only to 
play music and make sure that everyone's having a great time, but it's also to interact with them and make sure that they're having the times of their lives, that they will be able to do things that they've never thought that they would ever do in front of other people, and that's dancing, to fun music, to Jewish music, to Israeli music, to electronic music. That's like a whole new ball game. Can you imagine 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds, 70-year-olds dancing to electronic music? Why? Because we're there. We're making it we're making it pleasant. We make, make it, it easy. We, we, we make, make it look easy. And it really is easy. And we make it accessible to everyone. So I have to say, on Saturday night, when people saw my husband and I dancing, they like couldn't believe it because we're really stiff usually. <laughs> we're not the ones on the dance uh, floor. I remember that very clearly. You were dancing like crazy. I was so, so I happy. Mean, there was just no way. Like every kid in that room was dancing and every adult was either dancing or watching the dancing. So... It, your your mission works for sure. Thank you. And um, there were even some. There was even a child there with special needs, and he was brought in by one of your dancers, and it was so special to watch that, and he loved it. So um, it's funny that you said that because we we do like it's important for us to have um, disability inclusion in what we do. We believe that um, everyone should get a chance to have a great time, and just enjoy, and shouldn't feel left out. Um, so we put a lot of you know, emphasis on that point. So it's nice that you said that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. So definitely. Um, and also like if anyone who's listening knows my husband, you know, that he, he was getting ready to plan this party and he's like, well, we need entertainment. You know, we need someone. I'm not getting up there and speaking. I'm not entertaining the crowd. We need to hire someone. So when we, when we spoke to DJ Rafi, Johnny said to him, okay, give me a list of everything you could do. And DJ Rafi's list is very long. It's awesome. It's beatboxing, breakdancing, glow in the dark dance shows, so many different things. And uh, it was pretty awesome because Johnny was like, I'll take one of each. So tell us yeah. a little bit about like the beatboxing and the breakdancing and what it's like in Israel. Sure. So um, there's a great um, community of beatboxing, of beatboxers, I would call that, and breakdancing as well. I grew up in that community. That's, that's where I found myself. And uh, I made amazing friends there. And through this passion of, of beatboxing and breakdancing, I got to travel the world. And I was competing in the biggest competitions, um, representing Israel, representing my beliefs that uh, if I could, anyone could. That was like my motto. And um, I think we also made an impact on a lot of people. But also, it was a great way to entertain like my family themselves. They would just like wait for me to dance for them or beatbox <laughs> for them. And I was like, well, I think I kind of have a crowd here. I should do something professional with it. And then I started doing it professionally. So um, I got I, I got a few break dancers together um, that kind of, you know, we have like a show that we do at weddings and bar mitzvahs and the same thing we have uh, a group that I founded with Daniel Brill and it's called Beatbox JLM for beatboxers from Jerusalem that got together that are super talented we even, we even have one guy that was in America's Got Talent a few years ago oh, cool. and he got a standing, a standing ovation his name is the Orthobox Josh Orthobox he's amazing <laughs> um, and he just made Ilya recently so we're having a lot of fun with this and we see the impact that we get, we're having on people and on children so I know what we did was we had the beatboxing workshop as people came in and it really set the mood for the party because we, we ended up, I don't know how this happened, all five of us, my husband and three kids were up there beatboxing, <laughs> never done it before and yeah. we kind of made it just so easy. Right, so that I think that's like the magic in what we do is that we show that it's really fun and easy and it's accessible and, and that's the idea. We'll get grandparents and, and old people and really small kids that would just come and have a fun time and the crowd... The crowd loves it. They they see people getting out of their comfort zone and yeah. how easy it is. And then they feel, wait, maybe I can do that too. So 
So give us a little uh, example of beatbox. Sure, sure. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Oh, no, I'm single. Joanna. Thank you. So I think also like hopefully we gave you a bit of a present too by choosing the hall that we use. We we had the bar mitzvah at a place called Moshav Ora, and it's a new hall, newly renovated hall called Vision with the coolest DJ stand. There's no, I don't think there's anything like that in Israel. To be honest, I've been around there. That was the most incredible equipment. Uh, stage, lead screens. It was amazing for there us. There were like lasers, laser light beams coming out mm-hmm. and a little bit of uh, and lights and disco ball. It was just, it, it ended up being the perfect place for DJ Rafi party. Right, right. Do, do you know what I realized? The owner, he himself is a DJ. Ah, so he So knew. he just, he, he knew, knew what he wants and he built it. And uh, yeah, it was amazing for us. We had Lucky for us, the food was also good. It so was. It was a real good It thing. was. <laughs> Um, and I want to get your impression on Israeli music today, because it used to be you'd go to like a Simcha in America and you'd hear all of these, you know, religious um, American singers or Avram Fried, Mordechai Ben David. And now more and more of these Simchas are playing like Israeli music. What, mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on, on that? So I think that a lot of a lot of the Israeli music has really evolved in the past, I would say, seven to five years um, and more and more uh, Israeli um, producers and musicians are entering the Jewish bar mitzvahs. So if it would be Omer Adam or even Moshe Peretz, uh, you'd have Gad Erbaz. He, that, he's Israeli, actually. He lives in America. But this music is starting to enter um, bar mitzvahs and it's being uh, accepted by everyone because at the end of the day it is Hebrew it is Hebrew and it's making people really happy it's got such a great beat it's got yeah. an amazing feel to it so um, yeah I'm really into Israeli music so we, we had a real mix of Jewish music Israeli music regular music electronic music it was just absolutely incredible um, and uh, I'm hoping one day that we can find a way that we can plan a DJ workshop for kids in Jerusalem and, and the kids can come and actually learn from you or do a beatboxing workshop. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to work on something and because there is um, a need yeah. and people are looking for this, uh, especially in Jerusalem. Um, so it's going to happen sooner or later. So as soon as it happens, it'll be on fun in Jerusalem, that's for sure. <laughs> so if people want to find your videos, want to see what you're all about, where should they look? You can go onto Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. By the way, if you don't know what TikTok is, I don't know what TikTok. Go is. into TikTok. That's like <laughs> the new social media for a younger crowd, but it's also like it's becoming bigger and bigger. Um, there's already over a billion followers. Wow. I mean, like users on that. Um, so I would definitely recommend uh, TikTok. Uh, just check it up, DJ Rafi. So that's DJ R A P H I, not F. Um, we're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and uh, TikTok. Incredible. Thank you so much for sitting down with us because I know that this afternoon you're flying out to Cape Town. Uh, yeah, in about two hours and leaving to the airport, going to Cape Town. And you're going to be performing at the B'nai Akiva summer camp. There. Correct. Yeah, Dara Chaim, that's the name of their camp and we're doing a big um, mass singing show. So what's that like? What's a mass singing So like? um, basically this has done a lot um, in Israel and abroad but basically we bring a big crowd together. We teach them a song, we break it down to certain harmonies or I would say parts, um, and then we get them to sing together 
and harmonize as a group of a thousand people and not of Incredible. Uh, so you take it's a, for an example you take a choir or an a cappella group you'd imagine having not seven people or ten people but a thousand singing that together so what we do um, is that we also incorporate um, dance and choreography and electronic music and lighting and all this kind of stuff that makes it seem that this is like a crazy um, singing party um, and it's going to be on your Facebook page and your it's Instagram. It's going to be, for it's sure. going, yeah, for sure. It's going to be everywhere. So definitely look out for it. Have um, you announced yet which song you're doing, or we have to wait? Nope, and see? you're going to. It's a surprise. You're going to have to wait and see. But uh, I think I think people are going to be really touched and excited about it. Okay, cool. So thank you so much for sitting down with us, and we look forward to following you and seeing what what new things you come up with. Thank you so much for having me, Joanna and Nachum. All Perfect. the best. All right, and now back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Joanna, and thank you, DJ Rafi. Nathan. Joanna Shepson can be found at FunInJerusalem.com, FunInJerusalem on Facebook or Instagram. And again, we wish her a Mazel Tov on last week's Bar Mitzvah uh, that she celebrated a huge, huge Mazel Tov. Again, FunInJerusalem.com where you want to check out all the uh, cool, wonderful, exciting things going on in the land of Israel in Jerusalem over the next, uh, well, over the course really of the of the end of the year, next year, Pesach, whatever it is this summer, she is your contact, FunInJerusalem.com. We have more coming, coming up, great music, and then we'll wrap things up Later on in the show, but for now, more music right here on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network. Vayehi, vayehi, kishurum Yeah, I'm 
to be all that you want to be. But it's so cold now, it's so dark here. What could I do? It's not very If I'm a little light, you're a little light. Together we are so very bright. A little light here, a little light there. See the smiles, it's so very clear. Shine a little light, show us the way, lead us to. A brighter day, shine a little light, show us the way, lead us to a brighter day. Shine a little light, show us the way, lead us to a brighter day.
just about do it here for us on Bite Size, Wednesday's live lunch with Avrami Fingelstein coming up in just a few moments. My name is Yoni Pollock. I'd like to wish you all, thank you all for tuning in for the last two hours with me, with me here, excuse me, and I'd like to wish you all a good day and remind you that the Bite Size is always, always, always the right size. <laughs>